Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show and welcome, Aubrey. Hey, Aubrey. Hello, hello, hello. Good. Here we are. Here we are recording. It's been a challenge with our schedules lately. So I know. know. But we figured it out. Many things. Life. Life just is happening. Yes. Yeah, life is happening. So, and and that's kind of, I guess, what we're going to talk about today, questioning stuff to Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're interacting with life in a healthy way. You know, that's, that's, um, you know, it's funny when I was a kid, you know, my thinking was so off (laughs) that, that like my father used to notice it, like he could see it. You know, I think I think the way that I think and the way that my father thinks are very closely related. I think that's where I get a lot of it. Um, His mind works very similar to mine in a lot of ways. Um, So like he could I remember him saying like your your thinking is just off. It's just it's just off. It just it's it's heading in the wrong direction. It's it's not, you know, and I didn't know what the heck he meant by then, especially, you know, that was probably when I was a teenager and I wasn't really interested in his perspective and I was trying to figure out my own way. And the fact that it didn't make sense to him was actually feeding it because I didn't want to be like him at that stage. You know, I was trying to break away from, from, um, all that stuff. So, so, but he used to see it. And, and, uh, a lot of times when I'm working with clients, I try to explain it to them because I'll be like, you know what? Your, your thinking is dead on. Like you're, you're, you're good. You know, <laughs> I think I've said that to you before. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, your thinking is dead on. And I try to explain it because that doesn't seem like it's that important, but it is. It's, it's uh, the way you're, it, you know, I don't know what came first the, the chicken or the egg, you know, the, the thinking or the acting or the like, but if you're, if you're clear and your thinking is going in the right direction, then that is either the driving force or the symptom of you being in alignment. You know, you can't be in alignment and have your thinking, you know, breaking off into a different direction. It just doesn't work that way, you know? So when you're in alignment, your thinking is in alignment. Your energy is in alignment. Everything is in alignment. That's what being in alignment means. (laughs) So like I can monitor the thinking and, you know, somebody can say, you know, three sentences and two of them will be on and one of them might be off. And it's like, okay, so I just grabbed that third one and just adjust it a little. Okay, we got to tweak this a little. You're starting to veer a little bit there. So you just got to tweak that, shift your perspective just a little, and then that gets back in alignment with the other two sentences. (laughs) Now your whole thought process is in alignment, you know? So, so, you know, monitoring our thinking is, is, 
important. And sometimes we can monitor our own. Sometimes it's important to get an outside perspective. Because if our thinking is off, how are we supposed to recognize that? Yeah, you know? our own heads and we're not getting it out. Yeah, it's it's the, you know, it's the Einstein quote, you know, uh, um, a problem can't be solved with the consciousness that created it. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't, yeah, it they, doesn't make if sense. You, if you walked yourself into a problem because of the way you were thinking, then you didn't do that on purpose. You weren't trying to walk yourself into a problem. So you yeah. thought you were doing the right thing. So therefore, your consciousness is off around that particular subject. So to find your way out of it is hard. It's not that it can't be done. Sometimes we can do it. It's just a lot easier getting another perspective, you know, yeah. because that's why we're here. This is we're here to help one another and to give each other different right. perspectives from the outside. So. So, you know, that is very helpful and that's one way to do it. I think today we're going to be talking a little bit more about how we can try to do it for ourselves. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Cause you don't know what you don't know. Right. Right. You don't know what you don't know. So therefore like basically what you need to do is pay attention to your alignment and your energy first and then think and then try to figure out the thinking. Be, you know, because if, if you're out of alignment and you're off, if you're caught up in fear um, or frustration or anger and those emotions are flooding you and those they are going to shape. I don't give a crap what anybody says. They are going to shape the way you think. They are going to shape the way you make decisions. It's going to happen and it's going to make your decisions worse every time. <laughs> you know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's your reality and then you find yourself in a weird spot. Right. Yeah. 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 You're just like, it, it's, you know, that the, the foundation of your thinking, your thinking comes from somewhere, you know, I, I mean, energetically, the, the, the direction of your thinking comes from somewhere. So yeah. if you're centered and clear, then it's very clear thinking. Uh, if you're emotion, if you're emotional, it's going to push you, into a, a different direction with your thinking. You know, this is why like another example of it is, is, you know, as soon as I got sober, it, I heard you can't parent from guilt. And it's true because what happens is, you know, and I was a drunk for 20 years and my son was, you know, what, three and a half or something by the time I had gotten sober and started being with him again. So there was like a two year period where I just visited him. So I had a lot of guilt about not being there, um, you know, for those two years and, and, and then just living as a drunk for 20 years. I mean, mm -hmm. <laughs> you, you got, you got trailer loads filled with guilt, you know, like, so that you have to let go of. And of course you let go of a lot of it through the program and stuff, but, when it comes to parenting, there's so much love there. There's a lot of guilt. It's very easy to tap into that guilt. And the reason you can't parent from guilt is because it will drive your decision making. You know, yeah. it's, 
it's very easy to see. It's, it's like, you know, it's just, and it's the little things at first and kids manipulate. That's what they do because they're trying to figure out this world and how to get what they want in this world. And their ego identity is expanding and they're connecting to it. So, so they're navigating things. So they're trying to figure out what works and what doesn't work. So they're constantly manipulating scenarios to get what they want, you know? <laughs> which is not good if you're driven by guilt. Because they're going to play right. you like a you're fiddle. You're going to give in. Yep. Give in yeah. to whatever. Because, yeah, you're trying to overcompensate. Right. So you're going to give in more than you should. And it's going to affect them. And they're going to walk all over you. And it's, you know, it's just, it's going to play out like that. <laughs> Guaranteed. Wow. So that's, yeah. it's a good example of how, you know, it's how you're, you know, you can't, that underlying energy has to be cleared away. And then you can be clear and make clear decisions. Everything's right. like that, yeah. you know? So what do you think is the first step in uh, recognizing that your thinking is not right? <laughs> I mean, really, I think it's just <laughs> disconnecting from the thinking first. Like, yeah. you know, because, that, because really, that's what we do. We run around thinking you know, all day, every day about stuff and try to figure out intellectually how we're supposed to do things. And yeah. that's the first mistake, you know? <laughs> so we just have to stop thinking first. Yeah, you know? slow down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, slow down, stop, just stop thinking and then center yourself, just, you know, get calm, disconnect from, you know, like, so, you know, my son's been sick and I'm over here in Florida taking care of him. Now, I've seen what the healthcare system does. I don't particularly like the healthcare system anyway. I think it's a load of crap. I think it's money driven. I don't think that the people that are making decisions give up flying crap about, <laughs> about human beings. I think they're, it's all about profit. And, you know, it's, they'll they'll pass any medication you can literally die and have strokes over medications but they're safe to take so you know what has to happen for them not to be safe to take i'm curious um so <laughs> so that you know all this stuff and you know and uh lawsuits and th there's six million reasons why i don't trust the healthcare system or the people in it as far as i can throw them yeah so, yeah. you know, my, you know, and, and I've got all kinds of reasoning to back it up and logical reasoning and facts. So if I anchor into that and that is what controls my decision making, my decision making is going to be slanted in a different direction because I can, if I focus on that, I can get frustrated. I can get irritated. I can get angry that it's like that mm -hmm. and that my son is being affected by that yeah. in a negative way. Like, you know, so it's, it's real easy for me, especially when it's interacting with my child for me to be able to get angry about that. And I have to disconnect from that and center myself and go, yes, that that's, that's just, in my opinion, that's the facts. It's, it's messed up. You can't fully trust it. Okay. So what can they do? 
is there anything that I can, is there any information that I can weed through this load of crap and find something good? Like it, it, because I mean, nothing is all bad, you yeah. know? Yeah. So, so what can I find that's good? You know, I'm not going to sit there and say, well, every test that he, he had is complete BS because they're BS and they screwed up on, you know, 15 different things that they screwed up on. That means the other six things are, are tainted as well. Like I can't do that. As much if I'm driven by emotion, I completely do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And you're trying to look at it from a non-emotional, more realistic view. Right. So I have to, I have to disconnect from the anger, the frustration, my belief systems and go and center myself first and go, okay, let's get the emotion out of the way and look, let's look at this clearly. Like, you know, so, so, you know, this, this piece came back positive. What's the likelihood that that's positive? And then go research and find information elsewhere in a more trustworthy situation, like people who have actually right. um, dealt with this for years right. and, and, and understand it and, you know, all that. So go get my information elsewhere. And now all of a sudden after talking to two or three, what I would consider more professionals, because they actually lived it and navigated all the nightmare of the, the medical system and then came out the other side healthy, you know, and, and, and found, the, found the actual right way of doing it. Like those people are, I think, are, are, they hold better information. Now their information is tainted too because there's fear. So I have to be careful which I, what I grab onto. So it's, so this is, you have to be very logical. You have to be like, okay, I, I you know, I'm letting go of, of um, this stuff that I don't like, and I have to look at it clear and realistically, but then I'll, I'll go over here for help. But I have to understand that they're conditioned by fear a lot of times too. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll agree with 75% of what they say, but there's still 25% that is probably driven by fear that's pushing too far. So I have to be yeah. careful of that as well. So, you know, and, and this kind of sounds complicated, but everything in spirituality does until you actually try it. <laughs> it's much simpler yeah. than it sounds because yeah. it's just, you know, you can lock into stuff and just, if you're paying attention to the way you're thinking and the way you're feeling while you're thinking it, you can tell if you're being driven by emotion or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's uh, just being realistic with yourself. Now, how do you, um, especially in such a, I don't want to say triggering, but like this is a very high emotionally connected, you know, situation for you. Um, and just uh, how do you check in with yourself and stay grounded and like keep yourself in that right thinking pattern versus, um what we all you know the alternative well i'll tell you you know it's it's i've come a long way <laughs> yeah which is really nice yeah. to say you know like yeah, you know um raising my son you know with the the family court stuff that was always going on and 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 you know the, it, it, <laughs> 
nothing about raising my son was smooth, you know, from an external level. I mean, our relationship was wonderful and we had, you know, and I, we had tons of wonderful times together and it was the most amazing experience of my life. However, you know, when you're talking about a logistical thing, like, like, uh, medical aspects, school aspects, you know, uh, family court aspects, all those types of things was very difficult. So I had to grow a lot in those areas through those times. But then now, you know, he's an adult now. So it's like, it's, you know, I've had time to rest and purge out the, the residual emotion that was left over from all those, you know, 18 years of what I went through. And so I'm much more grounded now. So it's much easier for me to stay in, you know, and, and sometimes we'll bitch about the healthcare system. And because I want to get it out, there is frustration there, you know, so it helps me purge it and get it out. But then it's like, okay, am I using that? Am I disconnected from that frustration? You know, and it's just really as simple as like nowadays, I can just be thinking about something and just like, usually I can feel when I'm getting emotional. So if the emotion starts going, start, I start feeling emotion or, you know, I start, I start generalizing mm -hmm. that's ego, you know, yeah. oh, they, they all suck. No, nothing of everything sucks. <laughs> you know, like, so, so like if I catch myself generalizing and just making sweeping statements or feeling yeah. emotional, those are all signs like, Hey, Glenn, um, if you want to use this moment to purge out some of your frustration, fine, but don't take yourself too seriously right now because you're caught up in a bunch of BS. This isn't actually con this isn't concrete information that you're spitting out now. You're, you're just venting. Right. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. So, and I allow myself to do that whenever the hell I want to, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, so people around here have heard me bitch about the healthcare system several times in the last week. <laughs> and I'll do it more. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I don't make my decisions from that. Yeah, it's, um, I have that, you know, type of similar thing with the healthcare system. I was really um, looking into functional medicine for a long time. There's these things called FDMPs. They're functional diagnostic um, nutritionist practitioners. And what functional medicine um, does versus Western, like I, I was very scorned from Western because I just feel like, especially with reoccurring um, issues, you know, those reoccurring symptoms that people have, it's very difficult to get to the root cause of the issue or you hear a lot, you know, where people, it's just tough to, to cross, you know, and, and they want to do prescriptions and whatever. But um, in my, it, it really is perspective, because I had a lot of resentment against it, too. And I'm like, you know what, it's good for a broken arm. Or, you know, like those emergencies, but um, it is, you're right, though, it, it's not all bad. Um, and it's easy to get caught up in that, too. That turns into victim mentality kind of quickly. Right. And I think that that's actually a good tool, you know, that you just pointed out, like, like, mm -hmm. find, like, really mentally find what's good in it. Mm -hmm. You know, because you, you can't just completely complain about it all the time, and then expect your unconscious to think that there's something good with it. 
Right. Your, and your unconscious is deeper and it will override your surfacey thinking. So like you, you know, so actually finding, and I do this, you know, I find situations where I go, okay, the healthcare industry was good in this. And, you know, of course there are many people that it's helped. Of course there is, you know, like, I, I mean, I just read a story on, on, um, Facebook, like a little post, uh, like a week ago or something that somebody was very sick in the Dominican Republic and they didn't get the help they needed. They flew over to the either U S or Canada. They got the help that they were needed and they got, and, and it was wonderful and they got healthy, you know, and they're, you know, they're using it as an example of the DR having bad health care and the U S having good health care. And I'm like, that's so far in my experience, it's been the opposite. I've yeah. liked the DR healthcare system better than the United States healthcare system in my experience. But, but the point is, is that somebody had a good experience, you know, and that was a week ago. And the reason that it's coming up now is because when I read that, I, you know, my first instinct was, <clears throat> and I went, Glenn, you wanted to brush it off immediately. Well, yeah. I wanted to. Yeah. But I had, but I was yeah. like, Glenn, this is, you know, this is a really good opportunity for you to see the good in the healthcare system that sometimes it does help people. Sometimes it does do good. And to say it never does is ridiculous and it's not true. So don't allow yourself to go down that direction. You know, are there many problems? Yes. Do I hate it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, I can give a laundry list of what I don't like about it. However, are the, can it help people in situations? Yes, of course it can. And it's helped many people, millions, probably hundreds of millions over the years. So yeah. it's, you know, it does have some good in it. It's got problems too. And my job is to navigate those. You know, my job is to use my common sense you know, use body awareness if it's to do with me. Try to help people I'm talking to learn about their body. Like if you tune into your body, you can uh, you you'd be surprised uh, how many answers come up. <laughs> you know, and yeah, I used to that in personal training. Like people, I'd I'd be like, um, does it? So if you know, I'm rehabbing an injury or something, I'm like, okay, does does this? How does this feel? Well, it hurts. Okay, well, what do you mean by hurt? Does it feel like it's injuring it more or does it feel like it's kind of stretching it? And it'd be like, I don't know. You're like, okay. So you actually do know. You just don't know that you know. So just think about that. Think about, you know, go light, go slow and pay attention to your feeling and ask yourself, is this injuring me or is this just stretching it? And it'd be like, you know, and now I usually kind of knew the answer already, but um, because my intuition knew if they're freaking hurting themselves, you know? Yeah. You would have probably stopped it. I wanted, yeah. I wanted to teach them how to, to, to know their own body, you know, because it's a yeah. valuable asset. So they'd be like, uh, no, I, th I, I think it's just like stretching it. I don't think it's a, you know, a damaging feeling. I'm like, okay, good. Pay attention to that. You know, get to be able to tell the difference between those two things. It's helpful. You know, yeah. and I mean, you know, you could teach somebody that they wouldn't be good at it. They would have to practice it. But you could teach somebody that in 30 seconds. Yeah, to just settle in and, and actually pay attention.
<laughs> yeah. So this is like when I'm talking to my son about how he's feeling, I'm also monitoring his energy. Is he talking to me through frustration? Is he frustrated right now? Oh, yeah. He's all wound up. Okay. Well, I'm not going to take what he's saying. I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. I'll be like, there's probably some truth here. He's probably exaggerating some of it because he's upset. You know, so, so I do it with other people too. <laughs> you know, I can, yeah. you can, you know, I can feel when the thinking is off. So, yeah. so, so yeah, it's, it's, you know, we can learn to do this for ourselves, but it's just paying attention to the red flags. What's, what's driving my thinking? What emotional state am I in right now? You know, and, and what can I use to help me? Like if you put your attention on 10 bits of information and nine of it is useless and your intention is like, can, is any of this helpful? Yeah. And you yeah. just read each one. That one piece that's helpful is going to capture your attention. There's going to be a little bit of a different feeling when you're reading that one. Yeah. You know, and if you learn yeah, to, to that, it's really that. helpful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of what I do. It's just massively bringing consciousness, being aware, bringing conscious thinking, bringing mindfulness into whatever you're doing. You know, take 100% yeah. of your focus and just put it on that and pay it. You know, some people like almost hear a voice. <laughs> some people feel a physical sensation. Some people feel an emotional sensation. Um, you know, th there's all kinds of different ways of, of discerning information and tapping into your inner voice. You know, mine is by feel like an emotional feel, usually sometimes a little bit physical, but mostly it's an emotional feel. So if I'm reading something that's, that's truthful or helpful, I feel completely contented. Then all of a sudden a little piece is off and it's just like, Mm -hmm. uh, I just, yeah, you can feel it. It's just, eh, you know, so it's, I take all that into consideration and it's, and it's funny. Like, I don't know exactly what I'm doing. I'm playing with it. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so I, so I look at this information, I go, okay, maybe this piece and this piece could be helpful. Maybe from the healthcare system. And then maybe this piece and this piece from the spiritual could be helpful. And then maybe this piece and this piece could be helpful from the, the, the community of people who have struggled with these symptoms before. So then you start looking that and you go, Oh, okay. So, so really if I do this at the medical system kind of leaned into, and that test is true, which these people said it, very well could be then whether it's true whether it's not it's going to clear that out yeah oh okay well what's the drawback eh, there really isn't one not much of one okay cool then it would probably make sense to do that and so so we're we're, we're just making sure of things from from a from a medical standpoint that you know, the Western medicine that if there is this problem, we're probably going to wipe it out. And it doesn't seem to be much of a drawback to experimenting with that. Okay, cool. Now, what else? Yeah. <laughs>
well, yeah. well, this, you know, now my son's got a few different things going on. It's like, okay, none of the medicine is going to help with that. And he's been struggling with it for five weeks. Okay, well, I want to try to do something with that. So that's when I brought in, you know, talked to him about trying Cambo. So Cambo is, is frog medicine from the Amazon and it's huge immune system booster, huge energy booster, which he has none. And I'm thinking one of the reasons why he, he, he has multiple problems, so his body's depleted. So when he has these waves of, of the mono, which we think it is, it's like his body can't fight it off. It's just too weak from the other couple things and the mono. Mm -hmm. So it's like if we can give him an energy boost and boost his immune system, get his body stronger, then maybe the next wave his body can fight that off better. You know, so this is all it's all logical thinking, clear thinking. It's yeah. not woo woo. What the hell? You know, <laughs> and yeah. it's and it's funny. It's like like. Sometimes when you bring in the plant medicine argument, people, you know, people like, uh, well, my son was even asking me about it, I think, yesterday or the day before. And he's like, seriously, like, you know, what's up with the frog medicine? Like, you know, and um, yeah. and I was like, well, I said, I said, you know, what's funny about that? I says, as soon as you asked me, I got this flash of all all the other medicines. It's like, do you know what's in the acetaminophen and the ibuprofen that everybody's been taking on oh a daily gosh. basis? I just <laughs> had the same thing when you said that he said that. I was like, yeah. it's funny. Like, we're just prescribed stuff all the time and nobody's asking what's in it. They just literally oh, and there's a, it and there's they a laundry it. List, mm -hmm. There's a laundry list of side effects that they tell you have yeah. definitely occurred when people take this medicine. They have definitely gotten dizzy. They have definitely Listen. had strokes. They have definitely died. They have definitely, like, this is, you know, I mean, definitely has happened. One you hear on infomercials, it's like possible death. Literally, they yeah. say that at the end of almost every one. Right. So, and, and they, like, they say that because, like, I was listening to one last week, and they, they literally said, like, at, like, after they listed all the symptoms, they said, we have we are telling you about these possible side effects because they have occurred in people in in try in the past lovely not because we think they might occur we right. we have to tell you about them because they literally have occurred past tense people literally have died from taking this medicine that we think you should take and it's like <laughs> okay so that's one side. And then the, the plant medicine, it's like, well, people, you know, been taking this for 5,000 years. Right. Right. Like, and it's natural. It's, yeah. yeah. And it's natural. Like we're, we're putting, you know, we're like, oh, it's man-made and synthetic and it kills people. Oh, well, I'll take that because <laughs> the doctor prescribed it. But this is yeah. natural like nature made it and it's been around for 5,000 years and people have been using it and the health benefits have been, you know, documented. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That's kind of woo woo. That's, that's, I don't know about that. I don't know if I can trust that. It's like, yeah. wow. You know, that, that's how whacked out we are with our thinking. It's amazing. Yeah. It's, um, <sighs> I think though, I think that, uh, just, this time and space like people um i i see it more like where i am i mean where you're at you're entrenched in it but like i'm in the city you know in the u.s and um there's just a lot 
there's a lot of more functional medicine and um, people using alternative like natural remedies versus, um, you know, getting prescriptions from the doctor. Like you'll always have that, of course, but I see there, there's like a major shift um, here yeah. for sure, especially where I'm at. It's a beautiful today. thing. It's, it's yeah. you know, there's a gigantic shift with this stuff. I mean, the, 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 the expansion of this st stuff in the last 10 years is just mind blowing. I mean, you know, or yeah. even if you say the last 20 years, I mean, none of this was really, it was just starting, people starting to mess, uh, I mean, as far as mainstream, you know, there was always a spiritual community that was into it and stuff, but, but I mean, yeah. it just started becoming mainstream, I don't know, 10, 20 years ago, and, and it's like where it is now is like night and day to where it was back then, you know, and then 20 yeah. years before that, like, forget about it, it's, it's not even in the same ballpark. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. I feel like the failure of Western medicine, just like the countless times that, you know, it's just failed people has actually pushed, has actually pushed this next phase of people wanting plant medicine and all of the natural stuff because the old way didn't work. So you're forced to, if you're not getting treated for something, <laughs> you're forced to go outside and find it want to get yeah. better so and, and and look you know the solution is built into the problem it's like this is mm -hmm. you know this is the beauty crazy. of where we are in human history That's crazy. Yeah. you know whenever this is yeah. why i try to point this stuff out whenever i see it that's when i that's why i get all excited when you said it it's like it's yeah another example of how you know when we talk about uh, on other podcasts about how greed is coming to a pinnacle and then we're so we're looking for a new way. So when when we're looking at the 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 job market becoming an employee market instead of an employer market, why? Like, yeah. what is driving all this change? It's failure. Right. That's what's driving it. <laughs> you know, and and it's people focused on money and and you know and everybody like. So if you sit there and you go, this is horrible. You know, this is a good example of emotional thinking that doesn't work. This is horrible. Oh my God, the healthcare system doesn't help people. It's horrible, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but the fact that it's not helping people is pushing people to find alternative views. So we're in a learning curve. That's where we're going is the solution. You know, just like in the job market, just like with the money, just like in every other area that's falling apart and people are finally opening their eyes. And what it is, is when, when your eyes start to open and you start seeing this stuff for what it's like, it's overwhelming and it's frustrating and it's angry, but you have to let go of that and go, okay, like stop, cur you know, stop cursing the darkness and praising the light. Like yeah. stop yeah. being upset that your eyes were closed before. Stop being upset that, the governments and, and, and the businesses and the big pharmacy and, and all the other things that are dysfunctional in this world have done what they've done and, and are driving the driving force that they are. Don't worry about that. That was when your eyes were closed. That was when everybody didn't understand, but our eyes are opening. Now we're seeing things for what they are. Now we can change, you know, yeah. and that's the same in the macrocosm as it is in the microcosm. You know, I do this with individuals too. It's like people, when people start seeing that, you know, the, the error in their ways, they start beating themselves up. And it's like, no, 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 no. Think about it. If you've been lost for 40 years, 
what chance did you have of taking control of your life and getting better? Right. Zero. You had right. no chance because you didn't know what you didn't know when you didn't know it. So you had zero chance yes. of fixing anything. Now, 40 years later, your eyes pop open, you understand, and you can take mm -hmm. ownership of your life and start living differently. Like that's why beat yourself up for 40 years of walking in the dark? Why not praise that the lights are on? Right. <laughs> and you can actually now start living the way you should be getting excited about that. Let that excitement, let that joy pull you, you know, pain pushes until pleasure pulls. Mm. So that pain pushed you into awakening. So now you're awake. It's time to stop focusing on the pain and stop focusing on the joy of the future. You know, because yeah. now you're in control of creating the future that you want. Up until yesterday, you weren't. You had no chance. <laughs> yeah. And there's no way to um, change that, you know. And, and like you said, there's no use in beating yourself up about it either because you really don't know what you don't know. So right. you could have gone on forever like that. <laughs> yeah. So unless you have a time okay. machine, you know, you might as well just get on with the joy of it. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, so, you know, so I think it's, it's, you know, to kind of maybe try summing it up, it, you know, it's about making, you know, making sure your energy is clear. Yeah. You know, and, and just being calm and centered and realistic, you know, this is, it's, it's, this is why my book is called down to earth. Like I don't teach woo woo floaty around stuff like this is real crap I like yeah. <laughs> i love when people say woo woo and uh, it just cracks me up yeah it's like yeah. okay so so uh, you okay. you think the so you think that the only capabilities that we have is the healthcare system yeah. that's woo woo yeah. because it, right. because if you start looking at all the people that have been suffering with conditions that the healthcare for years chronically mm -hmm. that the healthcare system can't fix and they say they can yeah. like that's woo woo because it literally doesn't hold water it doesn't work you know that's why it's yeah. woo woo but if you look at the healthcare system and you go okay like this this piece does work this piece does work this piece seems to work my best guess is that this does work now the rest mm -hmm. of it is a load of crap and i'm tossing it all out well, that's realistic. Yeah. That's discernment. You know, that's assessing and making logical conclusions, not blanket, you know, not sweeping everything aside because you don't like them, you know, right. and then looking over them. Oh, I like these people. Well, that doesn't mean you should take 100% of what they say. <laughs> it just means you value their opinion a little bit more. Okay, cool. So mm -hmm. still be discerning when you take in that, you know? Yeah. And then use your head because we have one, you know, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't take a rocket. Like I think we, in the past human history, all through human history, we put doctors, judges, principals, teachers, all kinds of different people in hierarchy. We've given, we, we make them like they know something we don't. They don't, they're no smarter than us. 
They're no, they're no better than us. Right. And half of the, half of the doctors want to, you know, finish school 20 years ago. I mean, I don't know, maybe they have to take some continuing education freaking stuff or something. But I mean, seriously, like the way technology is moving and medicines are moving, like somebody that graduated medical school, like 30 years ago, that they're, they're going to know everything that's going on now. Where do they get their information? Oh yeah, it's from the pharmaceutical salesman that comes in and tells them that they have a numerical drug. <laughs> yeah, silly. It never. I mean, I guess I'm not gonna. You know what? <laughs> it's just I can we feel. I can, I can just feel myself like ready to go in, and I'm like, yeah. just it's we out have of to take, I know it's out right. of emotion. Right. And we have to take that stuff into consideration, but it doesn't mean, you know, we, that's why we have to bring ourselves back down to earth before we decide to make decisions. I say we, we can get emotional and bitch and complain and, you know, post on social media and pretend it's going to do something and all that stuff if we want to vent. Yeah. You know? yeah. But at the end of the day, like if, you know, we have to, we have to, um, I think we have to take our decision making a little bit more seriously. And this isn't just about, you know, medical stuff. This is, I know we use that as an example today, but it's about every area of your life. You need to, emotion is a gift. It's a wonderful tool that we have, but it's not there for making decisions. If we gather information calmly, collect it all, use our heads, we're going to come out with really good decision making skills. But it's just yeah. we have to make sure our energy is clear first, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So there, that's all I got. What about <laughs> you? Yeah. Um, no, I think I think we about covered it. You know, it's just it's just leaning into the good overall. Leaning yeah. into the good. Yeah, leaning into what feels good and just, you know, that centered state that that I'm not being swayed by emotion in, in either direction and then making your decisions from there, you know, and then and then sounding boards are great too. you know, talk it out with people. You yeah. know, I've done that, too. It's like, OK, when I come to my conclusion, it's like say it out loud because weird stuff makes sense in our heads. Say it out loud, talk it over with people, try to get other perspectives. Does this make sense? Am I missing anything? You know, you got to be careful who you do it to, because if you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you do it to somebody that's attached to the medical system or that's completely against the medical system, they're not going to have a taint, you know, their view is going to be tainted. So it's like you, you know, you have to be careful who you go to. So. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, be be wise in who you choose to bounce off that very important information that's just in your head, you know. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. be careful and just be like, are they emotionally invested in this? You know, a lot of times, a lot of times, families are not the one to talk things over with. Sometimes they are, sometimes right. they're not, and a lot of times when it's around emotional things. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nothing. Yeah, especially if it's someone very close, you know, it can be someone very close to you that can be emotional and triggering and, you know, um, yeah, yeah be careful. Yeah, I think I think it's like what I do usually like, you know, I like to, to keep my family involved with with stuff like this because I know they care and I know they're curious. 
So mm -hmm. usually what I try to do is I try to like kind of come to my, I, I kind of do this anyway. I like to come to my own conclusion. <laughs> yeah. Know? And then maybe, no, not you. <laughs> and then I talk it out with my son, you know, in this particular situation, because he's involved, he's an adult now. Like, I'm not just going to go, Hey, you're going to do this. No, like he's agreed to, I, I ask him, I inform him and let him make his decisions because it's his body. I don't tell him yeah. he's doing anything. You know? yeah. So, yeah. you know, so talking it out with him and explaining why I think the way that I think, and if he's on board and then we kind of, you know, okay, cool. Like we kind of come to a conclusion, what we're going to do. Then I talk it over with people, you know, yeah. and I still stay open to if they have a different opinion. And be like, okay. And if they do throw an opinion, I go, okay, is this something, is this something I need to bring into my little puzzle over here and incorporate in? Or is it just fear-based? No, it's just fear-based. Right. Okay, cool. I'm just going to stay with my little model over here then. You yeah. Know? Fear filtering you and everyone else, basically. Right. <laughs> so it's, it, you know, yeah. so, so if they, if they get caught up in fear a little bit, you know, it's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's almost expected, you know, yeah. but it's like, what the hell, man, you're bringing fear in. It's like, just relax. Just don't let it in. You know, <laughs> like I'm in control of my energy. I don't have to worry about if, if somebody spreads a little fear. It's like, okay, I can, I can recognize it for what it is and go, no, I'm not allowing that in here. You know, yeah. I don't have to get defensive yeah. and be like, oh my God. <laughs> Yep. It's fine. Yep. Make it all dramatic. Yep. Yeah. So, so yeah, just make sure your energy is clear. You know, you're, you're not letting, you know, so in the, a good way of doing that is, you know, seeing the good, even if something's 90% bad, look at the 10% good and, and really allow yourself to feel it, absorb it. Like, yes, there is good here. That's a fact. Mm -hmm. There is good here. And let that yeah. really settle into your body. Yes. Is most of it BS? Yes. But there is some good here. Okay. So if you can really feel that to be true inside your body, that will keep your energy clear. Yeah. You know, and therefore your thinking clear. I like it. I'm going to practice it. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm going to continue practice practicing it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That'll do for this one. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And uh, thank you, Aubrey. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. See you guys. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter. Or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly.